Hello, people of God. It is my pleasure to address you at this time. But before we go into the message, let's give God praise for who he is. He is so wonderful in our lives. He stuck his great hand into our messed up lives and he cleaned up many of our lives. And we need to tell him thank you for cleaning us up. God is good, God is faithful, God is merciful, and his mercy is everlasting. Grab hold to God's mercy. Y'all, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the ears of the people, and we thank you for the word that you've given that will encourage our hearts on today. Father, keep us in your will and keep us in your hand. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. And before we go further, let's give praise and honor to our great leader, Bishop Charles Edward Blake and Lady May Blake. We love our leaders and we respect them. And let's not forget about Elder Charles II, our assistant pastor here at West Angeles. We love and respect all of our leaders. In society today, it's more people defining themselves and their values by their own perspective. Concrete wisdom and factual knowledge that have existed for hundreds of years have nothing to do with how they look at life. Everything is based on benefiting one's self. And it's all based on the little highways to heaven that people create. For themselves. We are now seeing groups of people and we've been seeing it for a long time, but these groups are blatantly defying God's word because they think their word means something. People have lost their morals and people will not be happy until the whole world becomes a unified mind altogether defying God. At Genesis chapter 11, verses one through four, the Bible says, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and they had bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. The people all spoke the same. The people all moved together. If the people found anything, they found it together. The people did not even seem to come to conclusions apart from one another. And the word of God shows me that man will even speak as if their God, because the people said, they said, and this is a little sidebar. When I mention they come to think of it, they is still here now.
They still lying. They are still stealing. They are still stabbing people in the back. Y'all better watch out for that group they call they. But the text says they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the earth. The people focused on themselves and the people left God out of their thinking. There's this word called humanism. And this word is an outlook or a system of thought attaching prime importance to humanity rather than divine or supernatural matters. Humanist beliefs focus on the potential value and goodness of human beings. It emphasizes common human needs and seek solely rational ways of solving human problems. Basically a completely self-absorbed society. In Genesis at chapter nine, verse one, it says, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So if the entirety of mankind, which had populated the earth since the flood, decided to settle in one place, they would be failing to obey God's command to fill the earth. The people's problem was not that they tried to build a tower to reach heaven. The problem was that they did all that they did and left God out completely. They didn't give him any credit. They didn't give him any praise. They didn't give him any worship. And as you can see from scripture, they did not consult him on anything. So the first sin of Babel was to directly disobey the command of God and to do things their own way. You know, when I put things this way, I've got to admit that this sounds just like some of us today, doesn't it? People have the nerve to try and build their own little stairways to heaven, watching all kinds of stuff to be complete. You can't find wholeness or completeness on YouTube or on social media. You can only find wholeness if God is included in and allowed to lead your life. People then and now were and are those whose hearts are full of great pride and great arrogance towards God. Man has taken the things of God and almost caused them to mean nothing in society because many of us love ourselves more than we love God. But God's word says God is not mocked. And we see this in Genesis at chapter 11, verse five. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they have all one language. 
And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so they may not understand one another's speech. So the Bible says the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. The people who built and planned not to be scattered got scattered anyway. The people who stood together and defied God's will could not keep God's will from coming to pass. You can't outplan God and you can't alter God's will. God's will will be and shall be done. This place they built the tower became Babylon and the location of Babylon is Iraq as we know it today. The people of Babel didn't care about honoring God's name. They just wanted to make a name for themselves. And this is a form of humanism, which is the exaltation, the glorification and the worship of man, the worship of self. It's prevalent in this day and age, and we have got to stay away from all forms of it. They were trying to show God just how strong and how self-sufficient they were. They despised him, they rejected him, and they even believed that they did not need God for anything. The people were all unified against God, and this just shows us that God still gets the glory even when all are against him. God is all about order and truth, while man is all about chaos, disorder, confusion, and destruction. Man cannot reach God of his own accord because man by nature is desperately wicked and deceived. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The Bible asks the question, who can know it? Man may think he is or can become God, but without God, we are deceived and destined for death, which is an eternal picture that shows man is not God and man is subject to the will of God. God is not subject to our will. We are subject to his will. The book of the Jubilee states that the tower stood about 8,000 feet tall, and the city was never completed. Another source of information says that the tower was 350 feet tall, but however tall the tower was, it must have been spectacular if the Bible says God came to see it. Verse 5 talks about God saying, let us come down and see the work that is being done. God does not have to travel anywhere to see anything, but the Bible does say he came down to see the work. 
The reason it says that God came down to see the work is because as great as the work was that the unified people built, God still had to stoop lower than his greatness in order to see the work. God's ways are much higher than ours and his thoughts are much higher than ours. Man in all of their unified greatness does not even compare to the greatness of God. First Corinthians 3:19 say this, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And that is exactly what happened at Babel because together they all set out to disobey God's command. So I've said all of this to say that there is only one stairway to heaven and it is the one that Jesus leads you up. You can't make your own. You can't walk up somebody else's. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Ain't another staircase. Is not a back entrance. There's only one way to the father. So now that we know that all of our personal stairways and our personal elevators to heaven are not going to work, we know that we need to call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says, call on his name and you shall be saved. Aren't you tired of trying to find your own way to peace that is really not peace. You're trying to find your own way to success. And when you get what you wanted, you realize that it's really not success. There's only one way to true peace and there's only one way to heaven. And that is through Jesus Christ. If you know you need Jesus in your life, if you know you need to get on that straight and narrow path to heaven, please repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I've tried my way for too long and it has not worked. Now it's time to try you. Father, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross and rose again on the third day. Your word says, if I believe, salvation is available to me. So, Father, I believe right now. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to cleanse me from my sins. And I ask that you create in me a clean heart. Give me the strength to follow your will and follow your word. And I'll be quick to thank and praise you for the salvation granted to me on this day. Thank you for your salvation. And thank you for your forgiveness. And thank you for the new life you've given me here on today. Pray these things in Jesus name. Thank God. Amen. And amen.